following program contains explicit language and subject matter and is intended for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Hello? It has to start sometime. What better place than here? What better time than now? Welcome back. Guess Guerrilla Radio, the Zero Fucks podcast. This is actually number 48, if you can believe it. We got to 48. Yeah, just keep cranking them out. It's been a busy week. Um, had a bit of a failure with what we're trying to achieve with a couple of podcasts, but I said five in five days. It will be five, but probably spread out a little bit. Maybe seven days, but anyway... This is number two of those five. This is a, a really good chat. And of course, most of you would be unaware, but it's actually the 1st of May. So this is what this podcast is about. Is masturbation May. Did you know that? Have you heard that previously? Because I hadn't. It's all new to me. It's all news. And of course, we're going to find out from the lovely Alexandra from Soul Intimacy, just exactly what Masturbation May is about. I had no idea. I never even heard of it. So again, we are into, I believe it may be day 96 of the uh, Wuhan flu, Chinese flu, whatever you want to call it. Proudly sponsored by Wuhan and their local products. I'm not buying the bat thing. Many would, but I'm not, so... And maybe that's another podcast for another time and talking about conspiracy theories. But for now, it's officially Masturbation May. Now, all you people in lockdown that are pretending that you don't do it, we know the statistics don't lie. All right, so let's get this underway. got to say we all know that where it started it comes from china that's why it comes from china yeah. i want to be accurate okay he's accurate i'm never gonna get sick of that i hope you realize that um just like a four-year-old Fucking Chinese. 
Yeah, I'm just going to keep it just because I can. I just love it. Um, but, yes, it is day 96, I believe, of the Wuhan flu, which, um, yeah, Wuhan. There is a few books around, actually, that have been written, I think one by Stephen King. Actually, I won't quote it. And maybe there's books that are out there that someone's actually written back in the late 80s or early 90s where they, in a novel, nothing real about it, where they said that there was a a chemical, sorry, not chemical, biological weapon that got out from Wuhan. Very interesting. Okay, let's get back on track. Let's put all that shit aside. It's been crazy over there since September, in Australia since January 25. And now it's officially Masturbation May. Now I'm not even sure what that was. I was lucky that Alexandra pointed it out to me from Soul Intimacy. And this is a chat that we had. I'm going to introduce it now. Um, And just for anyone who is sort of following the podcast and understand that most of the people I've interviewed, well, obviously the the women because I'm getting fucked around by men who say they'll agree to come on and they don't. But if you look at the common trait of all the women that get on my – that I interview on the podcast, they're all really strong women and driven and they are positive people. And that's the the theme that I really want to keep because they are this positive driver that what they're – niche is or what their market is and they could be a psychologist they could be a sex therapist they could be someone that's been on a reality tv show all of these things come down to positive driven women and it's really refreshing so let's all find out what masturbation may is all about i guess Okay. Yep. It, it is May. Now, tell me why May is so special to you. So May is International Masturbation Month. So it's the month where we get to get down and get juicy and self-pressure all month. And that's officially international? It's officially international, yeah. it's. Uh, I think for even for me, like I heard about it the first time. I don't even know, but I think first, last year during May was when I was going out and start hint about the work I do. This was on my personal Instagram, but I was starting to share photos and education, information about masturbation. And I think people went a little bit like, oh, she lost her mind. <laughs> because I, <laughs> and my, and then I remember like my dad was like, oh, you're posting a lot about self-pressure at the moment, what's happening? And I was like, well, I'm about to launch my business in a bit and tell people what I've actually been doing and study and what I do as a part-time business. So that was the first exposure of masturbation made for I think for a lot of people around definitely in my life yeah and uh, I, I know it's a big month in the in the field of sexuality and sex education and just bringing awareness to the benefits of masturbation and self-pleasure and open up the conversation to try to move away from stigma and shame and taboo and negativity around it yeah it's and it's an interesting when you talk about that so growing up Mm. Um, 
the joke, I mean, this is a schoolboy joke, right? So I'm, I'm yeah. into, but the schoolboy joke that used to go around was, hey, have you ever been caught wanking? Yeah. And, of course, being a schoolboy, you go, no. And they go, man, you, yeah. must, you must be good at it. And, <laughs> and that was the, the double-sided gag. Now, that went through primary school, high school, whatever. But there was this mm. stigma attached to it that, mm. um, that you shouldn't – look, we all did it. We just lied to each other, you know. That's, yeah. that's the other gag that goes along is, you know, that 90, 95% of people masturbate, the other 5% lie about it. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it's it's that it's been that that stigma, and I never I never understood mm. it. I like you come from a very uh, open minded and liberal family that I talk about mm. sex and sex sex. You know, I never got caught, but I'm mm. I'm positive that they're well aware that that's what I was doing. Yeah. Um. So, do we think now that that we're seeing a difference in that mentality that we're sort of getting away from that? Um, absolutely, we are moving in the right way, and I think it's a lot to social media and the, the. It's easy to open up the conversation about sex, and we can see sex toys is selling more, and there is lingerie, and there is all this fade and trend about spirit spirituality and using crystal ones and Johnny eggs, and it's it's almost kind of fashion to self pleasure in certain. Um, to a certain degree, but it's, it's also a lot of stigma and shame and negativity around it. And like, because we've been constant programmed from an early age and we have been sent messages about how sex and self-pleasure is dirty, is taboo, is shameful, and like all the myths around it. I, I heard things as you grow hair on your, on your hand, top of your hand, they can cause cancer, it can yeah. make you go insane, or you end up in hell. Like, where does those things come from? And like, even I know like schoolboys who was told that they could go blind or they yeah. would get acne and it makes your penis shrink. And you know, like if you've been told that, from your grandparents or from your teachers or sport coach or whatever, that's going to stick in your body for the rest of your life. Yeah, I I, I often think of it, uh, and I, w- I was married um, to a Catholic woman and I've dated several Catholics and, and I, mm. I think that there was a big shame that was thrown out by Catholicism that doing that is dirty or doing that is... Yeah. And I think that came through the teachings and, and, and it really does come from your background and your history. It... it it shouldn't be shameful because for every one of those points that you talked about, there is an actual scientific basis. So, for instance, where it says, um, you know, it, it's, it'll give you cancer or it's bad for you, it's actually the reverse. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Yeah. Scientifically, it's really good for you. Absolutely. So there's there's proof that it does that. It's, it's just I am amazed at where, where the stigma comes from. There's, there's, there's yeah. two, two facts that sort of bounce out of this, right, where people say, I don't watch porn mm. and I've never bought a vibrator or I've never bought a sex toy. Mm. Of those two industries, they're multi-million dollar industries. <laughs> so for everyone that says they don't, mm. they're either lying or they're not. They're missing out. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. No, I, I definitely there's people out there who don't watch porn, they don't own a sex toy, and there's people out there who doesn't masturbate. And if that's you or if you don't masturbate because you don't want to, there is no shame or there is no 
nothing wrong with not doing that either. Um, and for the rest of us who do masturbate frequently or every now and then, or either it's every day, a couple of times a week or a couple of times a month or once a year, there's no shame or there's nothing negative around it. Like there's so many beneficial um, things in masturbating, you know, it can release sexual tension. It could help you sleep. It's improving your mood and it can actually like help you with menstrual cramps or like pain as well. Because when you masturbate, a lot of the time you're so focused on pleasure that you wouldn't be able to feel your back pain or pain in different areas of your body. And it could help you boost concentration, uh, reduce stress. And, and like the main thing I would say when it comes to masturbation and the most beneficial is that you get to know your own body. Yeah. You get to know what you like, how you like to be touched, what works for you, um, and how you experience maximum pleasure so you can communicate that to your partner or lover so they are able to help you experience more pleasure during sex. So body awareness and better sex in general for everyone who's masturbating. Yeah, yeah, I agree 100%. And I think there's the um, the communication factor of then you've, you've got to then share that with your partner. Like it's okay to say, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I like that, I like that feeling. But then you've got to... And I, I know from my um, experience, I guess you'd say, that I've had partners in the past that I've really had to prompt them to say, is that working for you? Or is it, and they're like, oh, oh mm. no, that's okay. And it's like, no, 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 listen, there's no right yeah. or wrong answer. You, This is about two people being in the moment at that time. Mm. If you know what you do by yourself, then show me what works for you and then yeah. we can combine the two and, and that way... It's a win-win, and absolutely. Again, it's a communication issue when it comes down to. Yeah, and that's, that's the thing. Like uh, we we talk about this a lot. Like you know, we can't read each other's mind. We're gonna have to communicate. Yeah. And and even like when when I masturbate, and I know when other people do too, what felt good today might not feel good tomorrow. And the way I touch myself today is not what I crave tomorrow either. So. Yeah. We're going to have to express what we like and how we like it and sitting down and really feel into ways of what feels good and how we can communicate or how we can show that to our partners. And um, and it's just such a good way, like masturbation as well, like to bring a higher level of consciousness and connect yourself to your body and connect yourself to your genitals and heighten your sexual energy and increase self-love and self-acceptance and body acceptance. And... I'm all about when it comes to masturbation and self-pleasure, you should involve the whole body and you should really make love to yourself. But also we need to connect ourselves to our own genitals, to our cock and to our pussy. And because there is so much stigma and negativity around those body parts. So by taking our time and sending some extra love and ground ourselves by really pleasure, touch, feel and connect to our genitals to send some love there yeah yeah because it's not just a it's not just a i use it once a week item it's it's something you carry with you all time so it it comes down to yeah i just just on that when when we started discussed we're going to have a discussion about this and masturbation Mm. may which i'd never heard of until you brought to my attention (laughs) um welcome (laughs) I, i found a um some statistics just on it was an australian uh, what do they call it? A sexual, a sex census basically is what it did. And it's a few okay. years old now, so it's currently not up to scratch. But in 
talk about how often do you masturbate. The um, percentages of never was 5% for men and 3% for women. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah. Daily was 21% for men and 26% for women. Mm. And every other day was 28% for men and 30% for women. Weekly, 25% and 22% for women. So it's roughly, you know, the majority of people up to, you know, what have we got? Uh, 70% of people, roughly 65% of people, are in that category of daily, every other day, or weekly, mm. monthly. And then there was a 9% that did not answer. So there, <laughs> there's your 9% of, of people that are scared to say. But mm. um, interesting enough, mm. um, when it's said about using instruments or toys while you masturbate, mm. um, 20% of women said yes, 10% of men said yes. Mm. While seventy percent of women said no, and eighty percent of men said no, so there's seventy okay. percent just, and this is just obviously it's just a survey and it's just a yeah a, you know capture. But you know when you look at statistics, seventy percent of women are saying at this stage, and this was as I say, it's about five years old, mm. that they um, haven't used um, a toy or a an instrument. Toy. Yeah, yeah. Now, from my experience and my history and mm. women that I know, they're completely missing out. Yeah. See, I'm uh, – this is where I'm going to fill into this. Um, how am I going to say it? So me personally, I don't think I would ever have experienced my first orgasm if I didn't get a vibrator in my hand. Um, I was trying for years when I was a teenager and – Back then, I guess there was no social media in the way it was now, and I still know I was reading, but it took me so long to understand my body, the response cycle of the orgasm and the arousal levels. And I think when I, when I got a vibrator in my hand, that's when it was unlocked and I learned how to experience my first orgasm and what it actually would feel like. Yep. Um, with saying that, though, um, I think sex toys are amazing. They have their place. And, you know, like I still, um, I don't believe, if you're someone who has never experienced orgasm, I would encourage you to try with your hands and take your time and see if there are any mental blockages in the way first. But definitely I think um, a vibrator can be good to get you there so you know what it, where it is you are trying to experience and you know what it feels like. And it is a... Um, fast, faster way to experience orgasm for most people and a lot of people asking does the vibrator desensitize your clitoris and it does I would say 100% it does because you get so used to the vibration so a lot of people when they have gone really hard on the vibrator for many years they are struggling or find it really difficult to experience orgasm without it yeah. um, and, and personally again uh, I know it's been me. I was so addicted to my vibrator years back where it's like I I could not experience orgasm without it. And I also reached my vibrator. I get myself off in five minutes and I went ahead with my day. I went along with my day and it, it was... It was okay, but it wasn't. It was something I never felt fulfilled. Something was missing. It was just about getting off. Yeah. So... 
with saying that the best thing I ever did was when I actually put my vibrator away and got my sensitivity back, starting to use my hands, starting to touch my whole body and went from just getting off to making love to myself on a whole new level and touching myself. And I got a crystal wand, so I was starting to um, penetrate myself and, and just allowing myself to feel more. And through that and through being using more like breathing and feeling more and becoming more orgasmic and using more energy and cycle energy through my whole body, I was able to experience my first full body orgasm um, earlier this year. And I've been able to unlock so much more levels of pleasure and more sensation. Um, but again, I get asked, you know, if I would never ever go back and reach a vibrator. And that's not true because I love exploring weird sex toys and I love trying and um, I love a vibrator. Like there's a different kind of orgasm you get with a vibrator that you can't fully get with your fingers. So even if that's more genital focus and doesn't probably give you the same sensation of full body energy orgasms you can do without it, I don't think there's, there's no shame in using sex toys and there is also no shame if you choose to not do sex toys. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think, I think they're a healthy addition to, um, to your sex life, whether it be with someone or on your own. Absolutely. Um, the history of, and I've mentioned this on previous podcasts when I was talking to Neil, but the history of mm. vibrators and why they were brought in, it was to um, help doctors out who had been bas- physically masturbating mm-hmm. women yeah, in order to uh, relieve them of, I can't, I can't yeah. never remember the terminology. Um, I, I remember this because we studied this when we studied sexual history. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was, you know, the doctors were getting a sore hand from doing it. Yeah, so, they couldn't do it anymore. So they, yeah. So they invented it and that was why it came about. Now, I, th- I, think, mm. I think that there's, again, there's so many different uh, realms and I think, if you can get the time to make time for yourself, and, mm. and I'm talking on a woman's perspective, mm. um, then then you should enjoy yourself. But I also think that there's a lot of mums out there with a lot of kids and they might get a window of 15 minutes mm. to themselves and they go, okay, I need to do this and I need to do this now. Yeah. And um, and then they <laughs> they get it out. And I, and I know of, and actually not my mum, but I know of a mum, that would say she would be cranky and she would be built up with stress and then she would say, okay, look, look, guys, you got to do this. Mum's just got to – I just need to go and um, fix something up. I'll be back in 15 minutes. And that's, mm. what, and that's what she would do. Yeah. And she would say, she said she'd come back as a happy mum rather than dealing yep. with stressful kids. So you can imagine being locked up with your kids in isolation right now 24-7 mm. and, um, yeah. So you that's, that's the thing with orgasm, you know, like it's – um, endorphins are released into the bloodstream and those chemicals make you feel happy and loving and you get warm, you know what I mean? So it's it's so many benefits from having an orgasm. And there is, as you say, like it, not everyone has hours of taking your time and pleasure and make love to yourself or masturbate or even if it's sex or by yourself. So I think sex toys are amazing and vibrators are amazing and you can grab them out and you can finish off together and it's easy for your partner to help 
um, yeah, their I, woman as well to to experience orgasm together. Yeah, exactly. And there's there's so many like there's hundreds, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of different alternatives and different ways that you can mm. you know mix it up with your sex life. Yeah, I guess for for May primarily it is about masturbation. May is is really about I guess enjoying it yourself and and understanding. Um, uh, and exploring yourself, maybe that's what it is. And uh, yeah, look for for men. He, here's the difference between men and women when it comes down to orgasms. Mm. Women get the choice and get the variation in <laughs> in orgasms, right? From different types of things. For men, it's really just the same answer. Like it's the same response. It's the same finishing. Um, and of course, it, it, it factors in different parts of our body and, and makes different parts of our body you know, do different things. But with women, there are so many variables from clitoral or vagina or anal stimulation or nipple stimulation or, you know, oil on the skin. There's so many things that I think that women, um, I don't say they don't explore it, but they, they should, mm. if they're not, they should be. Mm. Yeah, so uh, on that note, I would say for, for women, you have the clitoris, you have the G-spot, blended cervix, nipples, squirting, multiple. But I'm not sure if you saw my post because I posted a post about the eight different male orgasms too. And I would say there is different orgasms for men too. You have the prostate and you have the whole body and you have the, the pelvic orgasm or multiple orgasm or even nipple orgasm for men too. So you are not just... Um, able to orgasm in one way, but there is, we don't, none, either men or women or anyone in between are taking the time to really explore their body. Yeah. We go for the quick fix because we go for what we know and we go for what's fastest and most comfortable. And we're living in such a stressful society too. And hopefully now with the lockdown and the extra time we are able to maybe slow down and explore and explore new areas of pleasure and new ways of sensation and pathways to different kind of orgasms. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't disagree. There's different ways of doing it, but but the the actual result from a male perspective is exactly the same. Mm. Like your an orgasm is semen that's that's coming from your vas deferens and it comes out the end of your penis. Mm. That's same same. Doesn't matter which what you stimulate. Whereas yeah. whereas that women have so many different varieties i um i just i'm in awe of women i, I think the <laughs> everything that, that that you get on the bad side is is triplicated on the good side when it comes to sex mm. okay the other another thing i saw in the survey was um what do you most think about while you're masturbating mm. the the biggest numbers this is quite ironic um the numbers for partner was 17% for men and – or actually 18% for men and 15% for women. Yeah. Um, celebrity I would have thought was bigger. It was only 1.2% and in, in 0.8. Mm. An ex was about 5%. A stranger was 5%. Mm. But the big winner was pornography, mm. which um, I thought was a little bit ironic. Why? Um because this is more about what you're thinking. Oh, maybe it's what you watch. I, I read the question as into what you think about while you're masturbating. Mm. Um, but, yeah, 30, 32% for men and 39% for women. Mm. A taboo sex act was only 8%, which I would have thought that would have been much higher. 
and a friend <laughs> was 8%. So there you go. We're in a mixed bag. Mm. Yeah, I, I do think people use porn quite often do masturbation. Yeah. Um, and it's probably, again, like because it's it's time-consuming if you, that's what you're used to and then you try to take that away. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a... For me, it's a means to an end. Like it's okay. Well, that'll give me the results I want. That's all I need. About done. Mm. I'm, I'm not sort of making time to do it. And it's interesting you say when you talk about that, um, making time for yourself and, and making love to yourself. I think that's a that's um that's something that people could explore. Mm. Oh, absolutely, and like exploring different ways of touching, and and also that's when we when we talk about how to make sex more pleasurable too. When you take away the end goal of orgasm, because there's so many ways, there are so nice and pleasurable ways of being touched, that it's not necessarily going to get you off or going to finish you off or make you come, but it's going to feel so good. Yeah. But a lot of the time we are chasing the end goal that we stop focusing on pleasure and sensation and focusing on getting your partner orgasm. Yeah, yeah. And... Yeah, I don't know. And I think I think for men as well, like, and masturbation, like, my invitation would be to um, to slow down and, and explore new ways of pleasure. Um, don't rush for penetration, you know. Don't ra- reach straight for your genitals. And um, studies or research show that often the way we touch ourselves when we masturbate is often the way we have sex. And there's this quote saying, you know, how you... How you do life is how you do sex, and how you do sex is how you do everything. And if you are someone, a man, who would reach straight for your genitals, uh, watch porn, get yourself off, and keep going with your day, that might be the way you're touching your partner, your lover. So have a think about that when you are with a woman or when you are with another man, are you reaching straight for their genitals? Are you trying to get them off as quick as possible? And do you need to visualize you need to see you need to look at the genitals or can you just experience a connection with them and explore the pleasure of just being intimate and close yeah and yeah yeah okay and actually makes me think of um when two people together they can actually be blindfolded and just touch each other mm. and then yeah be... we spoke about this last time the yeah. blindfold yeah about both people being blindfolded and and, and both yeah just, um, yeah, it really ups the ante. Mm. And also, like, with porn, if you if you feel that you are, um, if you have a porn dependency that you need porn to get off, like, maybe try to just keep the sound on, to not look at it and just listen to you, to the sounds and see if that will help you. Um, and try point. to play around or if you can't stop, watch it straight away. Just use the sound to start with and then slowly move away from depend on watch porn every time you have sex or every time you masturbate. Yeah. I'm 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 seeing that the um the numbers are stacking up now with uh sex workers that aren't able to be working, that they're becoming cam girls and the industry of cam girls is just getting stronger and stronger. Like and I say actually cam girls, but cam guys as well, like guys are doing it obviously it's not something I check out, but it, it's um you know that they are out there that 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 both male and female are now becoming cam people and and putting it out there. Mm. 
And that's what I think the taboo part of sex and sexuality has dissipated somewhat because people are openly like it's not the old days of when you got a when phone phones got cameras on them that they would take photos and send them to people and they got bigger and then they got video on as well as a camera and they would make videos oh. and they'd send to their partners and now it's just open slather like I see it so openly oh. people that will be coming. YouTube stars are now moving over to what I, is the OnlyFans. It's the, it's the only one I can think of. There's, yeah. there's other ones, but there's OnlyFans seems to be the biggest one. Yeah. And they're filming themselves having sex and masturbating, whatever it is, and mm. selling it. And and they're you know they're making over you know, two and three hundred thousand dollars a year from it. Yep. So Absolutely. kudos to them because someone's paying to watch it. Mm. So. And I think. Um, I haven't even I haven't checked out OnlyFans yet. I, I see it a lot, and I, I read about it, and I see people coming up on my Instagram who are on there. And in one way, I haven't read into so it's not my area of expertise to talk about OnlyFans, but I think maybe in a good way, moving away from porn, watching real people having sex who hopefully enjoy what they are doing might give us a more realistic outlook on what sex looks like i guess you know in porn where we're watching people there are these unrealistic bodies unrealistic situations and places and those people who been training for eight hours a day and haven't been eating and there are drugs involved and there is viagra or they're filming the same scene for two days straight to get it perfect when we are watching real people having sex in a home environment we see real bodies and um, people of any shape and form and pussies of any shape and form and color and lips and different cocks too so if it, i guess it's maybe me again trying to see things in a positive way um but yeah i i don't know i guess can be liberating maybe as well in a way you can you can see people having the kind of sex that turns you on if you have specific uh fetishes or fantasies or there is actually real people who are into the same thing as you so you will feel a sense of belonging or being normal because in the end of the day that's where the people reach out to me so every question is always do i belong am i normal behind that yeah okay okay I, I see um, particularly um, people talking about porn and pornography. I see a lot mm. that um, are talking about um, amateur porn and what you're getting back to is and they feel, mm. they feel more comfortable with amateur porn mm. as opposed to, um, you, you know, the, the, the overproduced, let's make it all perfect, let's... This girl mm. needs a boob job. This girl needs labiaplasty. And I think there is a pressure mm. due to social media to have – now, if you choose not to participate, that's cool, good for you. But there's a lot of mm. young men and women that are, are hugely, hugely influenced by social media and how it makes mm. them feel. And if they're not of that bodybuilder type or of the model – slim with big breasts and bum or whatever it is, like they feel inadequate and, and that's that's not what the world's made up of. The world's made up of all different shapes and sizes. Mm. Yeah, 100%. So, but also, again, like I think we are moving away to a stage or 
where we see more real people. We see more pe- real people coming forward on Instagram, showing off their bodies, their salads, their quarantine rolls or baby rolls. And we see people of all different shapes and forms. But also, the, like for me, when I've been searching for photos to post uh, on my Instagram or to use on my blog, it's it's very it's basically the same kind of model and the same kind of body type in all those photos. And if you want to look for different shapes and forms and colors, I have to spend a, a lot of time to find someone who looks normal. Yeah, yeah. Or natural. Or yeah, just the natural. Natural is a great way to put it. Mm. Yeah, we are made up of all different. Mm. And it's the, um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you 100%. It's, it's that getting back to what, you know what we what we're about, and and not trying to figure in. But as I say, there's a lot yeah. of people that that do. I say they get offended, but they they feel inadequate, and they never sh- they shouldn't because you know it's not about finding the right person or you know in your life. It's about finding something that suits your needs and and you suit someone else's. That's that's all it comes down to. Absolutely, and like if you think about the best experience we had with sex. It's never been when we've been with a partner with the best body or the best size or shape penis or the sexiest pussy. It's been with the people we feel safe with and comfortable and where we have an experience, where we share an experience together and there's a good energy between us. Yeah, yeah, best connection. I've had had probably, uh, I wouldn't say the greatest or wild se- wildest sex with some people, but those people I've had a connection that it is mm. I'm inside their brain and they're inside mine. Mm. You know, a, yeah. a, a next girlfriend of mine used to use the terminology all the time. She used to say, it's like I'm trying to get under your skin. I just can't get – like mm. I, I, I want you further under my skin. Like I just and, – and it's that – that overrides – the looks department or the muscles or, you know, like everything else. It's it's having that mental connection. That rocks actually. Mm. I miss that. I do miss that. Yeah. It takes time. It's everything, intimacy. And, and that's even like, yeah, sex is great, but if it's sex without connection, it's just naked exercise or it's, <laughs> it's just boring, you know. Like you, you want the connection. You want intimacy. You want that safe space so you can feel that you can be yourself and, you feel acceptance of appreciated yeah. being exactly who you are. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's where I think, again, like masturbation is so good because it really helps you connect to your body and promote self-love and like really love yourself and touch yourself and enjoy sensation and pleasure and yeah. Yeah. It's good. About being in one with yourself and just feeling all of those feelings that make you feel good. That's what, I'm, I'm with you 100%. Mm. Mm. Okay, so Masturbation Monday, uh, Masturbation Monday, <laughs> Masturbation May yeah. starts this Friday. Yep. What else can you tell me about what you're going to be blogging about this month, next month? Oh. See, there is, I'm like, I guess there's so much I want to talk and write about, so I don't know where to start. But we're probably going to talk about, like, the difference between getting off and, as I thought, like, making love to yourself and, like, how you can experience a better self-love, self-pleasure, masturbation session with, you know, how you're setting up the space. If you are someone who um, who needs 
a safe space to feel comfortable. Maybe you have to, you know, you have to get into your mindset where tonight I'm going to masturbate. If it doesn't come naturally to you, like if you're starting already during the day, I'm there, I'm going to do it. And you're getting into this headspace where you're going to make love to yourself tonight. And when you get home, maybe you have to close the windows. You have to lock the door if you live together with other people. Um, and tell them, like, you don't have to tell them you're going to go and masturbate, but tell them, hey, I'm going to watch this webinar or I'm going to uh, put my headphones on and I'm going to spend some time on myself for um, journaling or whatever. So you know that no, no one's going to disturb you, disturb you for an hour. Um, lit some candles, burn some incense, get in the mood. And also, like, what I think is really been helping me those times where I have had a lot of things on my mind is to either meditate before or maybe dance, put on some night, nice nighty and like breathing into my body and being present before I start. Because otherwise, if I jump straight into masturbation of having a to-do list, there is really long or emails that haven't been sent that I should have sent. I'm just going to think about that. Okay. Okay. So allow being present and do whatever I had to do to be in my body before I start to enjoy the, uh, the I want to call it session, but enjoy the self-pressure on a whole new level. And also probably going to talk a lot about sound, breath, and movement and how allowing yourself to use sound to feel more and experience more and um, become more orgasmic, you know, I would say sound is the key, one of the biggest key elements to having better experience. Um, and by both allowing yourself to be expressive and to whatever that sounds like, you don't have to sound like a porn star or fake it, but allow noises, sounds, be primal or whatever, and bring that pleasure up from your genitals and up to your heart and up through your whole body as an energy field. Yeah, and and also there can be like external sound as well. Even if you put on the music that make you a song that make you feel really sexy, or if you listen to porn, or if you have a lover or a partner who sends you a voice message before where they where you listen to the voice, or so you can be both your own sound and external. Yeah, um, yeah. And coming back to again the breath, I would say the breath is the biggest key factor, and has been the what's been unlocking my orgasmic experience and how I've been able to experience more energy flowing through my whole body. Um, and I think the breath is the most powerful tool we have to get into our body and be present. And even during sex, you know, like if you are experiencing performance anxiety or you're feeling distracted or you're not feeling present, just take a few deep breaths and just notice the breath, get into your body feel safe, you know, yep. um, and pleasure gets influ influenced by the breath and that's how sensation moves through the body. Um, so deep, breathly, and it also allows you your, uh, it lowers your heart rate and it helps you relax and it get rid of tension. So maybe even do like a, a little breathwork session of 10 minutes before you start to um, feel more. Yep, yep. Um, and then movement to some breath and movement. I always talk about some breath and movement and allow yourself to move. I think a lot of people when we are masturbating because we saw, again, the messages we got from 
early childhood is there is negative, is shameful, is taboo, is dirty. So the way we've been programmed our body is to enjoy self-pleasure as quickly as possible while we are hiding and make sure no one ever see us or hear us. So yeah, yeah it's true. Um, so we've often been laying on our back, hiding under the blanket and quiet, no movement, definitely not breathing. So allowing to, to rock your body and move your pelvic floor and even like depending if you are funny, if you want to experience a stronger, more intense orgasm or if you are fun, finding it such a challenge to even experience orgasm, like move your body, shake, like try to um, move stagnant and blockages in your body and even dance before, you know, put on your favorite song and dance and just get get your body to move. Yeah. Um, so probably going to talk a lot about that and even different breath techniques and um, and and also different ways of um, remove mental blockages that can be in the way for us to experience orgasms because there's yet so many people who have never had an orgasm. Yeah, that's scary, and, isn't it? Yeah, I think you know what, like it's it's so normal that it <laughs> unfortunately so normal it shouldn't be normal, you know? Yeah. But if you are someone who yet haven't experienced orgasm, you're not alone. So a lot of people out there who haven't. And uh, it doesn't mean there is anything wrong with you, you're not broken, there is nothing wrong with your body. You just haven't spent enough time or practicing in a way that is right for you. Yeah, yeah. So everyone is able of experience orgasm. It's just a matter of time. And to be honest, there's a really fucking hard work for a lot of us to unlock our first orgasm too. And um, it's not like what we see in porn where the women come from 10 minutes of penetration. Yeah. Like most of us do not experience orgasm from purely penetration. It's only like one in three or around 25% who would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's so, so, when, yeah. You, when you, as you get older, from a man, male perspective, as you get older and you, you meet different women, mm. if you don't have the mindset or you don't understand that all women's orgasms are different for each woman, mm. you, you, like you need to be aware and you need to be open-minded to go, oh, hang on, okay, so let's talk about how this works for you or what doesn't like it. Whereas too many men that I know, friends of mine or, you know, past acquaintances where they get so Mm. caught up in what they believe is, you know, oh, this is how how you make a woman come and it's like, dude, dude, Mm. they're all different. Yeah. And then, you know, comes with past history and it comes with things that have affected them from their past. There's a whole different range. But when you break it down and you get to know someone, and you delve mm. into their psyche behind it, everyone mm. comes out a winner. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, that's good. So that's May, masturbation May. Mm. Can you... Um, yeah. No, no, please go. No, you go. Can you recommend three top tips or toys, top five, either tips or toys that people should invest in? I'll give you an example. I talked to mm. a friend of mine... Um, recently, well, a couple of months ago, we got talking about the Crave. I think it's called the Crave. Mm. It's actually a necklace vibrator. Hangs around your yeah. neck. 
Yeah, it looks beautiful, like, isn't it? Yeah. Well, she she only just received it um, the other day, and she's a mum, and she doesn't have a lot of time, and the kids are in lockdown with her, and they're quite young. So she was able. She firstly she she said it's a bit bigger than you think. I used to think it was going to be a nail. It's more like a pen. Mm. Um, but she said it, it's amazing, and the, and the variations in vibrations that it supplies is crazy. And mm. um, so she is a big, and she said, "Yeah, I got to where I needed to very, very fast and hard." So that was one recommendation I can put out there. Mm. Um, I just want to get the name right, so I don't. Um, yeah, I saw them. I was actually I went to Max Black on the weekend in Newtown, and I saw them there. They're beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called the Crave. Mm. Oh, okay, it does look bigger in the picture. I was, I, originally, I thought it was a lot smaller, but it, you know, it's the advantage of you can. Oh, it's called the Vespa. There we go. Uh, is this an Australian? Oh, no, this might be an American site because it's priced here from sixty nine dollars, but I think it's a, it's about one hundred and twenty dollars. I think. Australian, mm. and it comes in a range of colours, and you can wear it around your neck when you go out like a piece of jewellery. It looks fantastic. Mm. Yeah, it's beautiful. So that's my recommendation to women. What What about you? Tips or toys? Yeah, tips. Yeah, let's mix a few. Um, I would say tips would be mirror masturbation. Um, I think that's one of the most powerful. Um, exercises, practices, home play you can do to take a hand mirror or sit in front of the mirror and just have a good look at yourself, have a look at your balls, your cock, maybe your anus, and if you're a woman, um, have a good look at your pussy, what you look like, and see, just notice, what are you feeling? Are you feeling shame? Are you feeling dirt? Are you feeling guilt for doing this? And be okay Maybe even take a journal and write down what you are noticing and feeling. And also send a lot of love there and try to feel into if you're feeling negativity or dirty, where does those messages come from? And do you have to hold on to those messages? Is it necessary to hold on to this negativity you are feeling? Um, So... I also invite you to, when you are comfortable enough, to self-pleasure in front of a mirror. Um, And if you choose to do so, maybe you want to spread it out, do the first mirror when you just have a good look at yourself and you spread your lips and you find your clitoris and you um, have a look at the opening, maybe the next time you choose to self-pleasure. And notice again, what are you feeling? And if you are feeling really aroused, many women will be such a big turn on and such a powerful experience to masturbate in front of the mirror. And if you are getting really wet or if you are getting really turned on and feeling good in yourself, allow yourself, you know, you don't have to create a negative negativity around that. It's okay. Yeah. And also do this together with your partner, even better, like sit next to each other and do this together if you are in a relationship. So mirror masturbation is a super powerful tip. Um, When it comes to sex toys, um, at at the moment, my favorite is a glass glass dildo. Uh, I just experienced my A-spot earlier this year, at the end of last year, and 
that's my favorite spot inside my pussy at the moment. So okay. I have a cur- curved glass still though. Um, and it's basically, it's a little bit longer than, if you want to find your A spot, you need something that's longer than five inches. So the A spot is basically located inside the vagina on the front wall, maybe one to two inches over the G spot. Oh, past the G spot? Yeah, past the G spot. So higher than the G spot. So it's basically between the cervix and the bladder, um, two inches higher than the G spot. And it's only. Only people who are assigned female at birth who would have it. So everyone who is born with a posterior vagina would have it. Yep. And when you stimulate the G-spot, um, it, the spot basically creates a lot of natural lubricant. So if you are fingering someone or, or if you're fucking someone and she gets really, really wet, it's normally because you're hitting the, the A-spot. Okay. Um, so... I, a lot of times, like when it, only, as I spoke about before, only one in three, one in four, around 25% of women would experience orgasm from just penetration. And if that's from deep penetration, it's most often the A spot that gets stimulated to the point of orgasm. Yeah, right. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So a curved glass dildo, and it's more like an area. And for me, it's, it's just my favorite spot inside myself for where I feel most pressure from stimulation and penetration um, when I masturbate. So a curved glass field, and we spoke about this before, is awesome because you can put them in the hot water and you can play around with temperature and you can um, you can use them for your G-spot as well. That's why I like the curved one because you can use it for your G-spot and for squirting or self-pleasure. Um, you can, yeah, maybe you can put a, or I can do what I can do is uh, on my Instagram, I can put a link to exactly there. Well, that, um, that was going to be the next thing I asked. So where would the, you recommend that you buy these? Um, I got mine from Love Honey. And as I was, as always, I always had 10% discount for all my followers in the audience. So if they go over to my Instagram, I can link specific, specific there the dildo I'm using for my G-spot and A-spot, and they will get 10% off it. Okay, so they um, need to go to Soul Intimacy, all one word, on Instagram. Yeah, that's right. And um, you'll be able to access Alexandra's discount at Love Honey, which is a, a famous, famous institution that has everything. If you can't find it at Love Honey, I'd be shocked. Yeah. It yeah, it's good. Everything. I love it. And normally they also have very fast delivery. I would, normally it's always delivered within 24 hours. I know it's like a little bit longer now due to uh, COVID and social distancing, even in the factory and the delivery guys. So Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and also on that note, I've been uh, collaborating and working up with this new – did you see the lube I got sent the other day, Slippery Cocoa? Uh, I was – so I saw the the post. I didn't sort of see anything yeah. further than that. Yeah. So we spoke about lube last time, and I've been talking a lot about how we need to normalize lube. And finally, I find a lube that is super sexy. And this bottle is black with rose gold, and it can stand next to next to my bed, and it doesn't look plastic or shabby or cheap. You know, like I would yeah. never have a. A, a, a bottle of lube next to my bed normally yeah. but this this 
Borg can stand it. You wouldn't even notice there is lube, and it's so easy to just grab a few drops when you need it. So okay. I would recommend that lube too. I can link it again on my profile and offer everyone ten percent discount. That's um, that's not through. That's that's through them direct. Yeah, I'd okay. link it on my yes yeah, um, on, on my Instagram as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and they are all. <clears throat> 100% organic and vegan and gluten-free and it's no preservatives and it's made from coconut. So it's luxury, it's good for you. and It smells good? It, it smells good, yeah, it smells good. And it, for me, it's basically the bottle. Like I just think like, it's like we're having a camera. The best camera is the camera you actually use. So yep. if you have a camera that's really nice but you never bring, it's not going to be the big, the best camera. And the same with this, if this lube can stand next time, next to your bed and you actually use it, it's better than the lube that are in the bedroom that you're not going to grab. Yeah, yeah. Or in the bathroom. So um, what else would I recommend? Um, I would always recommend the crystal wand um, for self-pleasure too, for women. <clears throat> okay. The, I think the... They are amazing, uh, but I guess it's me being a little bit spiritual and believing crystals, and I love my crystals. I love pretty things. When it comes to sex and sex toys, I always fall for the glass and the crystals and the nice lube. And the sex can be dirty, but the, the toys have to be pretty. Sounds good to me. I, I, and even people's mentality about dirty doesn't need to be dirty; it just needs to be exciting. Exciting, absolutely. Yeah, that's what I'm down with. Yeah. Another tips I would maybe recommend for men, um, again, slow down, explore different ways of masturbation and pleasure. Maybe try to masturbate without ejaculate. Choose to, uh, um, yeah, pleasure without non, with yeah. non-ejaculation and try to, cycle the orgasmic energy and breathe it up to your stomach and into your body instead of just ejaculate and get rid of that life force energy every time. Yeah, um, that's sort of bordering on tantric and getting mm, into, that, into that mindset of um, controlling the feeling and, and holding it back. Yeah, and also like performance anxiety too, I... I know a lot of men who reach out and they struggle to with erectile dysfunction and struggle to stay hard. And one of the exercises or practices I get them to do is to masturbate until they get really hard and then stop until they get um, soft again. And then they go again until they get hard and then they allow themselves to be soft. So what that practice do is, is allowing... Um, the body and the mind, the programming, the body and the mind, that if I do get soft during sex or intimate moments, I know I can get hard again. Yeah, yeah. So when it's happening during sex or foreplay, they would go soft, they, they wouldn't start beating self up and be like, fuck, I fucked up and I can't do anything or I'm shit in bed. They would just changing things around and maybe start giving her oral sex or changing positions or going back to cuddles or doing something else and they're so programmed they they know their body they know their cognitive state they know they can be hard again yeah yeah exactly so, so practicing masturbation without ejaculation and or just allowing themselves to go from hard to soft and hard to soft a few times 
Excellent, excellent point. And and yeah, there is something not to be, never be ashamed of it. And mm. that if you do have an issue and you can't seek help, um, yeah, obviously check out Alexandra on soulintimacy.com.au but mm. you know don't be afraid to ask the question because it it can impact on you more than particularly for men that I know of that have had mm. this issue it becomes the untalkable part where they don't talk about it, they don't discuss it and nothing's going to change if you don't change things nothing's going to change but mm. know that there's people out there that want to help you and will do whatever they can to, to, to help you you know get back to that point it can be a mindset it can be um, a physical, it may be um, a mental thing. There's so many different variations, but there are many, many different alternatives out there to help people. Mm, absolutely. And the same like if you are someone who have never experienced your first orgasm yet, don't wait to reach out to someone who can guide you and help you. And please text me on Instagram or even go on my website if you want to have a look and read more about coaching or who I am and about my education and experience and courses and things I've done. Exactly. And I'll put all um, Alexandra's details in the show notes. So it's below. We'll have all her links, Instagram, um, Twitter, Facebook, her website. Her website's a go-to if you wanted to find anything on her. Her website's got the thing. But obviously Mm. it's social media if you're more comfortable with that. Her pop, most popular would be Soul Intimacy on uh, Instagram would be where you follow. Yeah, her. that's and where I share most. Just come out from the shadow band, so <laughs> celebrating that today. Well, I actually still don't know what the shadow band means. What doesn't allow you to do? Oh, so when your shadow band is limiting your access to do things on Instagram, for example, if you, you can't use hashtags. Ah, um, okay. I, I don't think you don't show up in algorithms and uh, it's a lot harder for people I think only the people who literally have you to come up on notifications so I'm not sure how it works but basically Instagram do everything they can to hide your job or hide your posts and stories and stuff Um, so it means that you you push the boundary or you gone against their guidelines of what's allowed or not when it when you share the photo in your story or update upload the photo yeah, okay. Oh, well. So normally it lasts for two weeks. I got it back now, so I'm going to be very cautious about where I'm posting and sharing and yeah. trying to um, not push too hard. Wonderful. Well, I thank you again for your time. Thank you. It's always a pleasure for to have you. Me. Yeah, and we, yeah, we might talk again at the end of the month and talk about how masturbation may has been. Yeah, I, I will um, put out our experience. Put out some um, media at the end of this week, mm. um, which will f- actually from this week. So this is going to come out on the first. Okay, um, beautiful. I'll put some some media out and I'll direct it to your website and and to give you some feedback as to how that's worked, how it's been amazing. Yeah, amazing. I'm looking Wonderful. forward to. Listening. Thank you for having me. A pleasure, always a pleasure. Thanks for coming back again. It's been great. I, I love yeah. when you um, come with an agenda. Yeah, have to come up with something new for June. Yeah, that's a good uh, idea. I, I know August is anal August. Okay. <laughs> There's going to be thousands of questions around that, and um, yeah, that's going to be very interesting. <laughs> All right. 
Thank you again. <laughs> Thank you. Have a good day. You too. See you later. Bye. Bye. And that's Alexandra from Soul Intimacy. And that's Masturbation May. If you're not any clearer, everything can be found on her website. Um, all her details are in the show notes and where you can get hold of her. Alexandra always encourages emails or even if that's via Instagram or via a website. But check out her website because there's a, a, a lot of um, information that's on there but there's a, her blog as well. And in her blog she spends a lot of time and effort to put some ideas for sex games and uh, how to touch a partner. There's, there's, there's stacks. And I've actually listed not just her website but below that there is a direct blog um, um, address that you just click on and it'll take you straight there it's a, and and you can have a look. It's it's really good, good fun reading. As I say, I'm very happy with um, my relationship with Alexandra. I think she's been fantastic. I, I, I thank her for coming on. I thank her for being honest. But there's this positive vibe that she drives and I think everything being sex positive is, is really important, especially in this time. Don't be afraid to touch yourself. As Alexandra's made perfectly clear, there's nothing wrong with it. Get away from the guilt. Get away from all the shame. And enjoy masturbation, mate. That's pretty much everything we've got. This is episode 48. Great start to the month. New logo. Hopefully better marketing. And uh, getting the word out there. Remember, please, if you enjoy it, uh, write us a review. Share. Share it with your friends. Send them the link. Take the link and just send it to them. If you don't like it, don't tell me. I don't need to know. Or unless it's constructive feedback, send it to 1-800-EAT-A-BAG-DICKS. No, no, that's not the case. Send it to feedback at gorillaradio.com.au and I'm happy to listen to everything. I always want input. But again, end of, um, end of the month, new month now, May, let's start fresh. I've got to have better planning. And we're going to shut out with this, which I think is pretty much going to sum up what the month will be about. And, yeah, let's have a bit of fun. Until next time, thanks for listening.
Thanks for listening to a Guerrilla Radio podcast. I hope you've enjoyed what you've listened to. Remember, you can find all Guerrilla Radio podcasts on all good podcast catches and maybe some bad ones. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Guerrilla Radio Australia and Twitter on Guerrilla underscore KMAC. Don't forget the website, guerrillaradio.com.au for all other information and thank you for taking the time to listen.